You have to listen to the language of your soul. Welcome to the Get Well, Get Money podcast. My name is Robert Briggs Glover, the ex-fat boy turned fitness entrepreneur. This podcast is about life transformation, body, mind, finances. And I'm going to be using the lessons that I've learned and the lessons that my guests have learned in order to get you guys on the right path towards wellness and wealth. You started the podcast today, bro. No, you started today. Oh my god. Move it up in the world, ma. Okay. Cut it up. Cut it up. Cut it out. What the hell was that? Was it, I think we should keep it? this in. I'm good with it. Alright, go ahead. Did we already start? Uh, we started, bro. <laughs> you just blew your chance to start the podcast. Yo, what's going on, Brick Squad? It's Matt and Bricks. We're back at it again. I'm super excited doing this, really. Like, you got no idea. Like, it elevates me to do this podcast. That's dope, man. That's that's a compliment. I appreciate it. Really that. Is. Like, this, it really this is, is some of my favorite time, you know, during my week is is when we record. Um, I don't know when we're posting this one. And we just probably, I had a few people ask me to start talking about, like, current events. Even though I don't watch the news, I really hate to get caught up in that sort of stuff. Yeah. But if the people want to hear our opinion on things... I will do my due diligence. Uh, specifically, someone's asked me about Kanye West. Yeah. And uh, that whole situation, you know, the whole Magda situation. Mm-hmm. And he- here's my thing. From from my vantage, I think Kanye West is, he's he's mentally unstable right now. I, I think mm-hmm. he is in a really bad place and God forbid. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if, I'm not even going to say this. It's just, we just need to get them because with Anthony Bourdain's and, and you know, all yeah. the other people who are in these mental, unstable situations, yeah. we see the signs, the signs. We have enough information now to see it. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. Who knows? I mean, this could all be some sort of plot for attention. It, we don't know. But somebody yeah. needs to talk to that boy. Well, yeah, no, this podcast is most like that. This is going to be probably the 25th of October when this one comes out. Okay. Well, whatever. That's it'll still be it'll still be my opinion in two weeks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so today we're gonna be speaking about but first and foremost, guys, make sure you are supporting both of our brands because this for us to produce this podcast, it takes money, it takes time, and uh we're we're not we're not we're not collaborating with any sponsors. I've had sponsors ask me can they advertise on our podcast? And I'm like, no, I want to keep this thing ad free for as long as possible. I can't say that it'll be ad free forever, but in the interim, I need you guys to go to mattlingfitness.com or bricksfitness.com or both and just purchase something, a meal plan, a, a piece of apparel, a hat. Anyway, let's jump right into it, right? So, so today we're going to be speaking about a t- I want to, I don't know, touchy is not the right word for the subject, but street ca- credibility has been, my personal view on street ca- credibility has evolved so much. And I, I was once a victim of feeling like I need to preserve or enhance or develop my street credibility. Now I come from the world of hip hop, right? Well, let's back up before I even started rapping. Uh, I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn, and I know it's it's a lot different from the place that you grew up, Matt. Yes. But um, Brownsville, for all the people who are not familiar with that terrain, um, 
Like it, it was, especially when I was growing up in the nineties, Brownsville was literally like a war zone. Lit, like literally, if if I showed you guys pictures of my neighborhood when I was a kid, you know, it it literally, it literally, literally looked like Iraq. It was, Jeez. it was, it was horrible. Yes, yeah, it, it was crazy, bro. Like I would, I remember walking over um, crack vials and heroin needle needles. You know, literally trying to not step on that stuff as I walked to school every every day every day and that's not even exaggerating and i know that's such a cliche to, to kind of paint that image uh but you know my, my stepdad was a was a street dude uh he, my mom met him after he got out of out of prison and i don't remember exactly how long he did and then he also did another seven year stint a few years back um while you know after they've been together anyway that's a whole nother that's a rabbit hole right there my Anyway, um, so writing, writing down now. Go ahead. Yeah, I, so I grew up in, in under the supervision of my mom, who, like Kanye, was very mentally unstable. Um, and so she was depressed. She was uh, from you know her mom grew up. I mean, she grew up with a mom who taught her to find a man to take care of her. And, you know, she didn't, my mom didn't have a college education. She, you know, worked dead end jobs. She hustled, you know, it's the typical story in the area where I'm from. And, um, you know, my father, my stepfather was a street dude. So I grew up around, you know, dice games and 40 amps, you know, St. Odds and, being or just being in, in in the the type of uh environment that no 11 12 13 year old should be in like i've seen things very early in life that i wouldn't even let my kids see this stuff on tv let alone in real life you know and and i'm talking about i wouldn't let my son see this stuff when he was 16 17 18 you know and not to say and that's another that's a whole other subject cuz how to protect your Anyway, that's another rabbit hole. You should write that one down too. Bro. I was about to say, well, what was it? How how to protect what? Yeah, well, as far as like, how do you expose your kids to the reality of of the world without tainting them? It's kind of hard to find that balance. But yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that in another, another podcast. But anyway, long story short, I grew up in some some bad times, some bad areas, and I've seen a lot of bad things that I that I, it affected me, but. But let's get to the the topic, street credibility. So when you grew up in, so I, I was involved in gang activity. You know, I, I joined a gang when I was 14 years old. I was in, I was in the Crips, Sally Gangsters, SGC. Wait, Shut, say what? Yeah. Oh, damn, Matt, you didn't notice, did you? No. Yeah, I was Crip. I turned Crip when I was 14 years old. Um, Yo, my mouth was is hanging wide up right now, man. I did not know that. Yeah, bro. I, that was the same year that I caught my first charge. I had a robbery charge when I was 14. Wow. Um, so to get initiated. Anyway, that's a whole nother. We, I guess we could talk about that. The, I mean, this is street cred. Life. We're talking. This is yeah. street cred. I mean, whatever, whatever path you take, we're, we're talking. Yeah. So to, to get initiated into the gang, there was, there was a lot of stuff you had to do. You had to fight 
six people at the same time. You had to do what they call the jukes, which is basically robbing somebody. There was, and then I hope I'm not violating. Anyway, I don't. I was even just care sitting here I thinking. Am. I was like, well, what are what are you violating? Yeah, not, but what, for what, real, I don't even care. What crip, like, what what crip law are we violating? <laughs> I really don't care, man. Like, I have no loyalty to the street code. I'm sorry, and that's just. Mm-hmm. And there's people who are probably gonna not like that, and I yeah. don't care because, and and I'm going to get into why I feel that way at this stage of my life, um, and it. The main reason I I really don't give two fucks, excuse my language, y'all, about street credibility is because the 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 philosophy that I learned, my thought pattern, or how, what's a better way I can say this, the the way that I see I, I saw the world growing up, and the things that I see looked at as cool, and the things that I looked at as unacceptable, was totally off like it it was never like for instance just to give you guys an example so that to display any sort of affection to another human being that wasn't like a girl your, your, your shorty was was definitely like not encouraged you know like for you to for, for me to say yo matt i love you bro like you're my dude i love you i got your yeah. back that that was looked down upon you know, exercise was looked down yeah. upon, you know, um, any sort of self-care was looked down upon any sort of like, like right now, bro, like I've mentioned this in, in a podcast before, like I just bought a Prius. I meditate. <laughs> I love to hike, you know, I, I love to tell people how I feel, yeah. you know, like I, I'm an expressive person. I love to, I love love. I want to, I, I like to love on people, bro. Like I love yeah. people from all races, all you know uh ethnic backgrounds i just love people and that's not something that is looked upon as like people look at you like you're crazy if yeah. if you do any of those things in my hood and, and and here's the thing let me let me disclaimer this by saying i love my people i love my people i don't judge my people because i get it we have been just if we're going there as just black people we have been programmed for thousands of years man to be just if we're going back to slavery bro like they would break us down they would turn us against one another they would you know you know where that term motherfucker came from bro i don't all right so back in slavery days to to kind of ruin the the dynamic between the mother and her son, the slave owners would make the son have sex with his mom. Jesus Christ. To demean her, to break the bond, to, and, and, and some of these things that happened for hundreds of years, bro, God. are still, are still in our DNA. We've been programmed. <sighs> so when you see a black person or anyone from, the urban setting it's not let's not it's not exclusive to black people because it's it's more of a mindset that exists in those in those areas um it's it's they 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 set the the black on black crime and and how people tear each other down and and how most black men are uneducated they're not really intelligent because they don't read all of this was systematically programmed in this group of people 
Yeah. Right. So this is yeah. not something that, because I truly believe that we, we are physically, I think physically is not even debatable that we are physically a superior species, bro. Like black people. I, I that's my opinion. Right. And I, I hope you don't take offense to that. No, 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 no. But, I was trying to, I was trying to, to digest that. You said that black people are a superior, a physical superior. Physically being, superior. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I, Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 And, and I think in a lot of ways, black people are very strong. And this is the reason why they, you know, they had to go to such lengths to break us down. And I say all that to say that the, effects of that still exist in our communities today right they they and this is probably taking a left but it all of those things that have been programmed into us bro like slavery yes it was hundreds of years ago when when slavery was our reality the reality for the the african people who were brought to this country they they began this process of just breaking us down they they turned us against each other they basically a lot of the mindsets that a lot of black people have today were instilled in them from back then so but but here's my thing it's never from a judgmental standpoint for me for me right i i think i i understand it i understand it but at this point with with the access to the information with um the access to the role models, you know, we, we may not have people in our neighborhoods that we can look up to. I didn't, you know, we may not have those, those figures in our homes, but you, you do have access to, to more. And I, and it's a process. It's going to take a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of more years to undo a lot of the damage that was done, but it starts with just freeing yourselves from 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 a lot of the stigmas right so street credibility is one of those stigmas that i just think is toxic for the black community bro you know the like i was when when i grew up bro if you walked away from a fight you you were a pussy yeah you know yeah. you you were weak if you walked away from a from a fight now me, I have no problem. Here's the thing. I will never let someone hurt me or my family, you know, or my friends. I yeah. I will get physical. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. But if there's any room for me to prevent having to get physical, I will. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that's for me, it's more of a, that shows more of a more strength yeah. than getting physical because bro, like I, I was wired like an animal, bro. Like, and, yep. and this is, we, we met this year. So there's a lot, there's a side of me that yep. is, it's gone now forever, but bro, I was a goon. I was an animal. I, I, I didn't argue with men. If you disrespected me, if you got out of line, cause I had a yep. very tight line, I put hands on you quickly. Mm -hmm. And I felt very justified in doing so. But a yeah. lot of that was because that's that's just how I was programmed, bro. I was programmed to not accept verbal disrespect. I was programmed to never allow someone to make me, you know, feel like, you know, he was trying to belittle me, you know. But and, 
and it was a it's it it's been some years bro since i since i got into a, a physical altercation and i'm very proud of that because th- that was something that happened for me regularly i was just about to say do you have to suppress any of what you picked up learned from that street cred part of your life do you have to suppress any of that do you hold any of it back you, do you ever have to be like all right hold on let me check myself before Hell i fly out yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. you want to know something interesting is like i'm from the south where it's as it's as like hi how y'all doing i'm i'm, I'm waving i'm waving at you as i drive by in my truck like it's it's as <laughs> it's as southern and as like howdy doody does that it gets um but and you know like anytime i've ever met somebody from the north um or you know as we say if you ain't from the south it's from the north um like my wife she's from ohio and like when we first met she was just a little bit more closed off now when i say a little bit more closed off she you know she you know wasn't handing you an apple pie as she met you so that's what you know closed off is and it took some adjusting for me to get to know her and you know her not be that way of southern so mm-hmm. as you and I have gotten to know each other, I've I've seen a little bit of that quote unquote northerner in you. But I mm-hmm. wondered, I wondered if it was that northerner in you, or I wondered if it was that like street cred in you. Well, yeah. if you, what do you think it is? You think it's a mixture of both, or you think it's that street cred? Um, I think it, I don't think it has anything to do with the region I grew up in. I mean, uh-huh. I think there's this hoods in Atlanta, and yeah. and is it, it's the same. It's the same mindset. It's the same, yeah. uh, you know, kind of in- instincts that are put in. I think the streets, just living in that environment where you always got to watch your back. There's always crime. Yeah. There's always drugs. There's always gangs. That just kind of puts that puts an aggression in in a person that you know. I don't think it has anything to do with being from New York. Yeah. Um, but yeah, bro, like the streets will literally turn you into an animal because it's, it's, it's like when they call it the jungle, bro, that's, it's, it's literally like a, a jungle of people. Yeah. The same, yeah. the same rules apply, you know, the same dangers are in place and it's crazy. And I hope I, I hope I don't, I'm not making it sound dramatic, man, because I, I swear to God, I'm not exaggerating. No, I I, it is what it is. I mean, it it is what it is. I mean, you're not a very dramatic person. I mean, you're a very whimsical yeah. person, but you're not very dramatic. Yeah. So go go ahead. Yeah. So, but anyway, so so I I grew up not, uh, you know, it wasn't cool to to read. <laughs> it wasn't yeah. cool to you know express your feelings. It wasn't cool to walk away from a fight. And these are all things that. I hang my, like, I've, I changed my life by reading. I changed my life by expressing my feelings. I changed my life by eating healthy and exercising. Bro, if, when I go, when I go home, if I, if I was to go running, bro, through my hood right now, people would look at me like I got three heads. You've said that before. I think it was on one of the last podcasts. You've said that it would just be like preposterous. Yeah, and that's that's ridiculous. So all the things yeah. all the things that and this is if I can if I can sum up why I don't care about street cred in one sentence, all the things that I've put into place in my life that has helped me become a better human being are shunned upon by people who are seeking street cred. Mm. 
Hmm. And that's, and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And that has to, that has to, that has to end. You know, I have people who follow my brand, bro, who reach out to me and I know, I know them. I know, not that I know them, but I know their type. I know where they're from. Yeah. And when I, and when I talk to them a certain way, it makes them uncomfortable. I could see it, you know, like, like for instance, I made a post the other day on, on my, on my Instagram story. And I said, man, you know, this type of shit, you almost, it almost made a nigga cry. And I, I laughed it off, but I was being serious. Right. And the person DM me like, bro, like, yo, come on, son. Like, what is, what is that? Like, what do you mean? What it is? What is it? You just like, expressed something to me. You, you told me that my content has helped you, you know, change your life and da, 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 this, all this great things. And it really made me emotional every time, almost every time someone shares that with me. And yeah. I don't have a problem with sharing those emotions with that person, but yeah. it made this person uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? And that's not like, that's not cool. That's not, and, and that's my issue with the, with the, the street cred mindset. Like, bro, yeah. like it's okay. It doesn't make you weak to, to express these things, bro. It doesn't make you weak to walk away from a fight. It doesn't make you weak to sit down and invest some energy into educating yourself and into strategizing your life and and just getting out of that survival mode mode mindset because it's toxic. It's toxic, bro. It, It is not something that will build, build your community. It is not something that will build you as a person. So just like people, we need to get away from that shit, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it always seems to be, you know, a running theme of that street credibility or that street, street life that you can, you consistently find people that fall out and they're like, you know what, like if I could go back, I wish I wouldn't have done it. Not, you know, not all of them. And I'm not going to pretend to understand. Um, but I also want to say like, it's one thing to drop a hundred and 45 pounds. Um, you know, it's one thing to create a brand. It's one thing to change your life, but to literally be a part of the the Crips in a gang. I mean, that's, Mm -hmm. that's, that is next level difficult. So I like, I commend you. Like I, I literally applaud you because that is, that's incredible, man. Seriously. Like I have a, even even more respect for you now. I did not know that you were a part of the Crips. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like the Crips was, that was one of the, the biggest gangs in my, in my area. And, uh, and it was so weird, bro, because for a while, man, I kind of resisted it. I didn't want, I didn't want to. And, and that goes to show you how, you know, being a product of your environment is such a real thing, man, because I, I was never like a bad kid. I was never mm-hmm. like a a thug per se, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I never was a thug, but I, I had no fear. I had no mm-hmm. fear. And I did. I did want to feel accepted. It, it And that's a natural thing. Sure. Every person seeks acceptance, you know, um, and, and, and the key is just seeking acceptance from the right group. You know, and for me, all I had was, you know, everyone around me was was running the streets and my mom did her best to try to keep us out the streets. I'm not trying to, you know, I I know she tried, but it's only but so so much you could do when, you know, from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. I'm in the streets. Yeah. You know, so 
Yeah, man. Go ahead. What was that? What do you think that? Obviously, a lot of things led to you leave. Go. Come on, Matt. Spit the words out. Obviously, a lot of things happened that led you to that street life. Was there a certain tipping point that you were like, "Yeah, this is the right decision"? I mean, I was a kid, man, so I I didn't even think that far. It was more just what we did, you know. Every okay. so you know, it was just the way of life. Yeah, that that was just what I knew. It yeah. was what was around me, and I knew my mom was going to be disappointed, you know. It was something that it was just culture, bro. It was it yeah. was culture. It was protection. It was acceptance. It was um, was it survival? Just, yeah, bro. You you yeah. you had to protect yourself, and you can't do it by yourself, especially when three blocks over, you know, is 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 blood territory. Yeah, you know, and. If you if you're not a part, it's yeah. It was bro. That whole that whole culture is deep, bro. And we can we can talk all day about that, man. But yeah, the gang culture is it's crazy, bro. It's crazy. I, I did a lot of things. I experienced a lot of things that even now, looking back, it's it's putting like this weird feeling in my stomach, bro. Like I didn't I didn't been in shootouts. I didn't been you know robbed. I didn't rob you know allegedly I've robbed people. <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not going to sit here and, uh, you know, confess the crimes that may or may not have happened, man. But it went down. It went down yeah. in my hood, bro. It was, yeah. it was, it was rough. It's it unreal, rough. man. It really is. It was definitely rough. So look, there was a um, tr so Charles Barkley, who I appreciate sometimes, you know, some of the, his viewpoints. I don't 100 uh, percent agree with everything he says, but. Uh, he was talked. To, he he was asked about street credibility, and uh, this this was a quote. This is a quote from Charles Barkley: "We as black people are never going to be successful, not because of you white people, but because of other black people. When you are black, you have to deal with so much crap in your life from other black people, right? And then he says, for some reason, we are brainwashed to think if you're not a thug or an idiot, you're not black enough." If you go to school, make good grades, speak intelligently, you don't break the law, you're not a good black person. It's a dirty, dark secret in the black community. And bro, that's so true. Wow. That's a hell that of is, a quote. Bro, it's so true. It's it's so popular in the hood to like if you're intelligent, if you speak, they'll say you if you speak with any sort of intelligence, they say yeah. you're talking white. Yeah. Like, why are you talking white, bro? Like, what do yeah. you mean I'm talking white? Because yeah. I know how to formulate sentences, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. and then that's just, that's, that's the culture there. And that's, yeah. and, and, and I'm, I, so I, I listen to hip hop. I love hip hop. It's just, I, I, I love hip hop, but I don't agree with a lot of the, let's just say vibes that, it, you know, because a lot of a lot of hip hop still promotes this mindset. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. And I th and I think and it's so weird, man, because I, I know a lot of the rappers, especially the older ones who've been in the game for a while. They know what they're doing now. You they, they no longer think like that, but they'll still rap it. 
which is yeah. whack. Well, because there's money there. And that's whack. That's that's so you're toxic. You're basically poisoning your community, and that's a whole nother if for, for some money. And uh, that's yeah. That's crazy, bro. I, I don't get I'm, it. I mean, I get it, but I don't I don't agree with it. I I just especially when you're already rich. Like, okay, you're rich now, bro. All right. So now is it that you're just you you just uh what's the word? You're greedy? You're just being greedy? Like, why don't you take those resources now? Now that you're 37 years old <laughs> for most for some of them, you know what I'm saying? Like that are still active, but you're at least 30 years old now. You know better. You've come up in the world. You see things from a different perspective. Now with now with this awareness, because you're no longer in the slums. You live in in Asbury Park, New Jersey, bro. You don't. You're no longer in Harlem. You know. <laughs> yeah. So with 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 that new perspective, with that new awareness, with that you you you've come up. So you are around people who 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 have reaped the benefits of not having that 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 toxic hood mindset so now like why don't you reach back and, and or 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 either change the message in in your rap but you know what i get it it don't sell and I, i'm sorry i won't sell out i know for, for for me personally there's a lot of stuff i could be doing on youtube that would give me way more views way more subscribers way more popular popularity way yeah. more attention from brands i know that yeah. but I, I will not bro i will yeah. not never in a million years you won't see me out here doing dumb shit for attention i'm not yeah. going to do it and i'm not going to compromise my morals my integrity and, and just my just what i stand for as a human being i will never compromise that for money and i i just wish people understood that if you stay true to yourself and you and you make it about really like adding value to people and helping people based on what you know, because you can only help people as far as you can help yourself or as far as your knowledge allows you to. Yeah. Right. But if people just realize that if you have genuine intentions, if you really just want to help money will be the least of your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You're 100% right. It would right. be the least of your problems unless you're just one of those greedy money grabbing because I ha I don't have a dollar amount that I'm that I'm seeking to make, bro. I just have a lifestyle. I just have a feeling I want to have, a feeling of security. I just want to have a feeling of of being able to create opportunity for people to have impact to 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 help develop whatever area I live in to help develop my 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 neighborhood back home like i want to that's what i want to do with money it has nothing to do with a, watching a dollar amount grow dollar amount grow in my bank account yeah you know but I, i'm pretty sure i mean I, I i guess it's not like that for a lot of people and that's another thing the the the, the hood mindset is is make it spend it make it spend it make it spend yeah. it make it spend it like I wasn't taught about investing. My like I watched my my stepfather hustle on the street, drive luxury cars, buy jewelry, you know, pacify my mom with things. You remember? Yeah. He never spent quality time with her. He just bought her shit and he yeah. he made sure that she was never able to really 
take care of herself. She'd had to depend on him. And that kept her captive. You feel what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it, it was uh, anyway, I don't, I got to watch anyway that we can keep that stuff in there. And, but I just don't want to go any further with that. It, yeah, but I just see cool. it all too often, bro. I just see it all too often. And it, it just got to change. Like, and I think people like me and a lot of the other people who come from backgrounds like mine, who now like we've had the, the veil taken over off of our, our eyes. We can see things for what they are. We have a mm -hmm. responsibility. We have a moral responsibility, I believe, to, to just shed some light on this stuff, bro. And I guess me talking about this right now on this podcast is, 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 is a step. I was just about to say, so how, you, how do you make this tangible for the listener that I know is listening? Because you've told me that they listen, that, you know, they are still in the streets and may want to get out of those streets. How do you make that tangible for them? And and that's the thing. I understand that like the streets, especially with fast money, fast money has a vacuum, bro. And mm -hmm. I've seen way too many people just get sucked in and it's hard. It's kind of like walking against, you know, resistance to try to exit that. I get it. And, and the system designed it that way. You know, like for me, bro, yeah. I was lucky. I caught a felony, man. And that normally for, for, for the average person, or let me not say the average person, cause I am the average person, but for most people, when they're in that situation, it just makes their life tumble down. Even though I didn't go to jail over the felony, I couldn't get a job. So what do most people do when, when you catch a felony and you can't get a job, you have to hustle. And that's what yep. I did. I I did that for the for the next two or three years after I caught yep. that case. Mind you, I was college educated. This was my first time as an adult being like really getting in, getting in serious trouble. My first time. Yeah. And it was a nonviolent crime, in my opinion. I don't think it was violent, but the judge may think otherwise. It was nonviolent. I didn't put any hands on him at all. Right. And I had nothing at this point. What am I supposed to do? I I was never taught how to build a build a business. I wasn't taught how to, you know, why you know use credit wisely. I was never taught how to take care of my money. Like I was never taught any of these things. So me, as a now twenty something year old, late twenties male, I'm college educated. I kept I, I make a simple mistake. I, I make a decision, and I own my mistake. I own it. But my point is the system that was built, it makes it almost impossible to turn away from the life. Yeah. And that's yeah. by design. That that's yeah. by design. So so for the people who I think that the all right, so let's 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 create an avatar right now, right? So let's say it's a twenty seven year old black man who is living in the hood he got a, a little job that he living check to check, but he also has a side hustle and he wants to do more, right? He just wants more. That's the first thing he has to want it. He, he has wait, to wait, want it. He, wait, he wants more money or he wants to be no, better. He just wants, he wants more out of life. Okay. There you go. Then just live and check to check. Then, sure. then just live in the, the hood, you know, the hood life, quote unquote hood life, you know, yeah. Where, where street credibility is important, where, you know, that sort of thing. So to, to that person, the first thing that that person needs to do is, is, um, 
make the decision to want more. That's the first step. Like verbalize it, verbalize it and write it down. Say, I want more and then and, and, and form a vision. And I, I want us to do a whole podcast on this. All right. So I'm, I'm going to do a, a, a footnote version of it. Or what's the, what's the, the little things that used to cheat when you didn't want to read the book? What's it called? Footnotes. When you didn't want to cliff note. Yeah. The cliff note version. Yeah. Um, so I think the first and most powerful thing that that man can do this late twenties, this, this situation I just described is read, 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 research, listen to podcasts, change, listen, go to Manhattan, find some way to get some decent looking clothes, bro. Like I swear to God, if someone, if someone is listening right now and this is you email me if you need to get some clothes if you need some transportation i promise you let send me an email with your situation i will do what i can to help you out but back to what i was saying get you a nice button-up shirt go to manhattan and go somewhere a library make a friend make new friends get out of that environment as much as you can just get out go see listen I'm from Brownsville, Brooklyn. I grew up with people who did not leave Brooklyn, bro. Did not leave Brooklyn. We live in one of the the, the most influential and 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 richest cities in the world, New York City, bro. And yeah. we live 25 minutes outside of Manhattan, where 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 some of the where you got Saks Fifth and and Gucci this and Rolls Royce and all that. You know what I'm saying? Like the ultra lux, $20 million yeah. apartments, 20, $20 million apartments, 25 minute train ride away from where I grew up. Hmm. So it's not hard. It's not like you live in the middle of Alabama somewhere where you don't have access. Well, well, some people may, let me, let me stop. I'm, I, I'm, I keep forgetting that this is a national thing. I'm talking about from my perspective, my hood, but I got to think bigger than that. So some people don't, right. But let's say you don't have access. You can't jump on a train and be around that environment. Then there's plenty, you, there's, you need to make connections with people on the internet. How do you think me and Matt found each other? And it was a Craigslist ad. <laughs> Don't say that, bro. That was the secret, <laughs> man. Sheesh. <laughs> now, but you know what it sounds like? Matt... Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Now, I was going to say that, you know, me and Matt found each other through social media, you know, through yeah. through YouTube. So, um, it, what you were just saying, you're making it tangible, and I want you to continue. Hold on to your thought that you're make you're, you are are describing someone that is actively pursuing trying to get better in a multifaceted way reading mm -hmm. you know getting to try to try to expose yourself to a better area like you're actively pursuing it is what you're explaining go ahead yeah yeah and, and that's the thing and that's why you have to acknowledge that that's what you want because it's going to be work it's work yeah i didn't like to read i still uh, can i still say that i don't like to read i do like to read i can't i gotta I stop like saying to read. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Now I do. But I didn't. I I didn't used to like to read at all. And it was something that I struggled with. I didn't I didn't read well. I still read slow. I'm not I'm not the fastest reader in the world. But you need to Yo, read. You, read. you, you need to read. read fast. You do. You do read fast. 
Uh, I don't think so. But anyway, you need to read, you need to change your environment. You have to, and that's, that's the thing. Like a lot of stuff we don't have control over. Um, but we do have control over, you may not be able to control where you live, but you, you have control over where you are. Yeah. Most of your time. So get, get out of the house, get out of the hood, go make friends somewhere else. Friends who are doing things that are productive, that are, you know, making this world better and just start there. And that, that, that shift alone, bro, investing your time and energy into reading and changing your, your circle, that is enough to make significant changes in your life and in your mindset. Because that's what changed my mindset when I started traveling, bro. When I get out, when I got out the hood and I traveled, I lived in LA, I moved, you know, I moved out of my, out of my neighborhood. I moved down here to Virginia. I met people. I was around educated folks. I was seeing people with money and I was seeing how, you know, the people with money, how they talked, how, how they dressed, how they lived. Like it, it opened my world, bro. It was, it was such a culture shock for me, but it was the best thing I could have ever done for myself. Just seeing the world. Yeah. You know, and let's not talk about abroad, man. That, that it's to this day, bro. I feel like every time I leave this country, it's like a, it's like a personal development mission. Yeah. Right. Because seeing that. different places and just shrinking yourself, right. When you go way across the country, I mean, right, way across the globe and you realize that there's a whole lot of dope <laughs> shit happening and it's a whole lot of life happening and it's a lot of money being made and, and relationships being made and buildings being built and resorts being financed. And this, I mean, bro, this globe is so big and we have this thing where we're, we're dealing with our shit yeah. And that's what we think the world is like. It's where we stand. That's it. No, bro. This world is huge. It's a it's lot going it's, on. It's that micro macro view of, you know, you got like, you have this very close up look of whatever is your situation or your hood or where you're at. You can only see this. But when you step mm -hmm. back and you see the globe and then everything, yeah. like it's such a macro view and you're like, oh, wait. It doesn't have yeah. to be like this. That's straight up. Yeah. Straight up. Yeah. The, the, the world is so big and it's full of so many opportunities. And then so, we live in the best time ever to be alive, man. We have access to so much information, so yeah. much information. And that's the thing. Like if you take the formula of access to information and you, and you combine that with action, consistent action, and you strategize with the information that you're learning, based on what you know about yourself, what you know about the world, and, what, and, and as you increase what you know, and you f and you get this little formula going, strategy, action, knowledge, bro, there's nothing you can't, you can't achieve. Yep. Nothing. But it's work. It's hard work. And I'm not going to sit here and make it seem like it's easy. It's work. It's hard work. I still struggle every single day. You know? Every single day. But it's a beautiful struggle. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't want it any other way. And you've done a fantastic job because, again, like today has opened my eyes a lot to, I, you know, I knew you had a past. I knew you had a felony. I knew you, you know, got in some trouble, but I didn't understand the the depth of the environment that you were in and the hole that you were dug in that you climbed out. So uh, yeah. that's incredible, man. I'm I'm super proud of you. Like that's that's unreal. 
that just gives me even more respect for you, which I didn't think was possible. Thanks, man. Thanks. That that means a lot to me, man, because I just, I mean, I, I, just, I like to share this stuff because there's a lot of people who need to hear it, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. I want to use my life as a testimony to, to, as to what is possible when you just make a decision to uh, just fight like hell to make things better. Yeah. You know, so... I appreciate that, bro. But yeah, man, let's sure, let's man. go ahead and wrap this up. Well, I don't feel that I have the authority to wrap this one up. I think this is on <laughs> you to wrap up, especially seeing how I started this out. <laughs> yeah, nah. Um, forget the street credibility. I mean, I got love for my hood. I got love for my people, but things need to change. And I understand it's going to be a process to to change the narrative and the philosophy that the hood kind of programs into the kids, into the people. I understand that and I have patience and I'm going to do everything I can to contribute to that mission. But um, yeah, just listen, listen to the language of your soul. Like, I, There's a lot of things that I, I did when I was in the hood that my heart told me was wrong and I still did it. You know, like listen, listen to that little voice in your head, in your heart that, that tells you, what's right and what's wrong. And I have no say, no one listening, Matt, no one has any say on truly what's right and wrong because it, it comes down to your personal values. But uh, this 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 outro is getting really long, so we're going to end it right there. I love you guys. And uh, <laughs> we'll tune in, tune in every Thursday. Make sure you guys are sharing the podcast with your friends. Make sure you take screenshots and share them with us on social media. I'm on Twitter. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, the whole nine at Matt Lane Fitness. You can reach him the same way. Me at Bricks Fitness, B R I X Fitness. And yeah, guys, I love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Hey, and uh, if you if you can't contribute contribute anything financially, which is fine, doing those things such as sharing, liking, commenting, all that, you'd be surprised how how much of a difference and how much it helps us. Um, Go to iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast and leave a review. Let us know how we're doing, positive or negative. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys, yep. and uh, we'll see you next week. Peace.